interpretation too, because you could be bringing in, like you were talking about the same HS code, people are looking at no problem. And then you have that one person that interprets it a different way and could cause a problem. I'll give you an example. This is. Hey everybody, it's Norm Ferrar, AKA The Beard Guy here, and welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. Today, we're gonna have a wide open discussion about just different things that I've learned over the last few weeks. Now we do have a guest scheduled to show, but he hasn't shown yet, so fingers crossed. And if uh, he does show up, we're gonna be talking about AI and shipping. But uh, for the time being, Let's get set to talk about some of the interesting things that I've learned over the last three weeks since I've been traveling. All right, Kelsey, hit the music. Okay, so over the last three weeks, I've been traveling uh, around oh, everywhere, but uh, for the most part, I spent some time in Austin, Fort Lauderdale. Now I'm up here in North Carolina and uh, just wanted to tell you a little bit about uh, what I've learned. Uh, there's been a lot going on and um, especially some of the higher level um oh who it looks like we have somebody on here okay so it looks like our guest may have arrived uh so uh how about we just stop right there and uh, we'll go back to the podcast uh, kelsey is that correct yeah we are good to go um we have uh a new guest, so we'll be uh, talking about the same topic, I believe, but uh, yeah, we are uh, good to go. Okay, so scratch everything I just said there. Um, today, uh, we are gonna be, let me go back here. Today, we're gonna be discussing freight forwarding in 2023, navigating the future. Um, what's the future uh, role for sustainability and freight forwarding? And how do AI, blockchain, and data analytics reshape supply chains? Also, we're going to be touching on how does AI optimize shipping operations. So welcome to another lunch with Norm, and now we can get into it. Kelsey, let's have a word from a sponsor. Facing cash flow challenges with your e-commerce business? Discover Viably, your ultimate financial ally. From real-time sales data integrations to immediate funding access, Viably is here to support you. Plan your growth with their free tool for online sellers and engage with specialists whenever you need. Extend your cash flow with Viably. Hi, good day, Norm. Uh, you... Hi. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very, very much. Um, I'm very, very sorry that it, that it was, uh, you know, such, uh, you know, such a surprise. But uh, our founder, uh, Rafael, uh, was unable to arrive due to personal uh, circumstances so he asked me to step in uh you know as a, as a placeholder okay very good and your name my name is dune very very much like the book by frank herbert or the uh the sand dune and the desert of the beach all right Which, okay i got that all right dune so let's get right into it um let's talk about a little bit about automation robotics impact warehouse uh, how do automation re, um, robots impact warehousing and cargo handling uh, right now? And then let's take a look in the future. Okay, great. So, well, I mean, right now, robots robots are being used every every single day. 
um, you know, across the world, and the use is starting to get uh, even more prevalent. Uh, you know, much more use out of it. Um, you know, today, today we we mostly see robots, you know, just working independently as they are, and in warehouses they usually a save time because they don't take breaks. Um, that's probably one of the nice things about robotics, and it streamlines. It actually streamlines a lot of the processes. And one could say that it does remove a certain amount of risk um, out of them. Uh, you know, a robot isn't going to arrive late to work, uh, you know, and along those other things. So mostly time saving and quality that you can repeat. Um, you know, you know exactly what you're getting. You program right. it and it will essentially do as you as you wish to the letter. No yes, no no, no if, no but. Uh, that's that's and it's consistent I, I would suspect as well excuse me sorry it, and it would be consistent yes of course consistency in fact consistency in logistics um and warehousing and everything like that is actually the key to to uh success uh you know because everything is timed everything although it is different processes every process is connected somehow if there's a delay at point a by the time it reaches uh, Z, it's going to be probably a really, really massive, massive delay because uh, it, it builds, it compounds, delays compounds. So you could say that robots do, I would say, up to a certain point to remove uh, the volatility. Now, what do you think about uh, how AI is going to be affecting freight forwarding in the future? Very interesting. Okay, so... AI, AI will definitely affect um, freight forwarding, right? Uh, freight forwarding specifically has a lot to do with data and numbers and things like that, right? So it'll most definitely streamline a lot of, of the processes, right? It'll streamline what I like to call the grunt work of logistics. Uh, you know, even, even if it comes down to placement in the warehouse, uh, you know, right, right now a human being physically has to you know, go into his inventory management and they have to look and see where can it go. Uh, a robot might, or sorry, robot, excuse me, AI might actually work out that it is better to put your goods at the end of the warehouse, close to the, not even the exit, maybe let's call it the fire escape, versus putting it right in front, close to the front door. Uh, you know, to a human being, it might seem trivial, but to a robot, it might actually work out that it would streamline, once again, going back to, to the streamlining, um, you know, to save time. Save time, money, uh, manpower uh, as well. So that would probably be, be one of the, the ways that it would change. Um, I, I guess uh, you'd also be seeing like container configuration or um, other aspects of loading a container. Uh, come into effect too with either robots or with AI. Would you agree? I agree with that. I agree with that completely. Once again, from the time perspective, uh, you know, because a robot doesn't have to take a break. Right. And as, I, as I mentioned, time and logistics is very, very important. And of course, the consistency, going back to the consistency point, that is also doubly important. And of course, using AI, uh, it can make decisions quicker. Because uh, if I remember correctly, when my father was involved in logistics, I come, I come from a logistical background uh, myself. 
I can remember watching his workers actually physically having to plan it out mm. physically with paper. Now today, anyone can even go online and use one of the many, um, many uh, calculators and platforms that can actually tell you what is the most optimal way to, to uh, you know, stack and fill your, your container. Um, that's probably one, one point from there. So with everything that's happening in AI and with robotics uh, moving forward into the future, what do you see as some of the, the challenges or opportunities for sellers? Okay, great. So firstly, for sellers, now, if I can just tell you a little bit what I do and my function at sure. Unicard, then I will build on that to explain how AI will actually assist. So my main function is to help first-time shippers, right? Usually shippers who know absolutely nothing about logistics, very, very little about FBA, because, you know, there is a wealth of information out there. Anyone can access it, but to actually understand it can sometimes be a little bit hard. Right. Um, you know, for someone for someone coming up and, you know, seeing the word SKU, S-K-U, right? Um, you know, I've had clients who come to me and ask me, what is an HS code? Why do I need an HS code? Right? Now, there are a lot of things are not mentioned and there are a lot of things that are missing. And in the past, it was all about trial and error and discovering for yourself as when I call it the wild west, uh, you know, of, uh, of uh, e-commerce back in the beginning. It was not. Right. So what I do and my role will probably be somewhat enhanced by AI and by and by robotics. Well, AI would be my role that would be um you know enhanced by by robotics and ai so what would be really great for my clients is that they would be able to go on and type in their 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 question um i'm located in israel and some of my clients are located in new zealand and america and across the two sides of the world so there's a time delay right i'm not always available so it in the off chance that maybe I'm unable to, to answer a question, eventually they'll be able to go online, type in their question and get all of the, all of the information. Okay. Now you're talking about the, the new seller and the first time experience um, and you're involved with that. Let's talk about that first time experience. So, and HS codes and what let's, before we go forward with any AI, Let's just talk about that. If you're new, if even if you're, uh, uh, you know, if you've done this before, let's talk about what to expect. What are some of the questions that might come up that you get? Well, the, the first question generally comes up and they ask, why is there an HS code? Right? Why, why all of a sudden, uh, you know, after doing all of my courses, after looking online, speaking to my to my to my colleagues, my peers, why what 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 is this number? How does this number affect me? Now, um, I'm going to try and boil it down because HS codes are a massive subject. Uh, so I would just boil it down to saying that it's it's uh, HS codes are very very important to first time sellers because from my own experience is that we see the profit profit can be drastically reduced if you do not understand what you are importing. Yeah. Right. Because it's all good to know that, okay, you're importing 
For example, I'm going to use something that has very, very high tariffs. And this actually happened to a client of mine a few days ago, is that they were importing a wooden box. Now, if there's anyone out there who's ever tried to import a wooden box from China, you will know that there are additional tariffs to it. Right now, if I remember correctly, it was 3.7% add 25% for, uh, you know, extra duties. So that is something that my client had no idea about. They had been building their entire Amazon dream, their entire e-commerce dream on this little box hmm. that they had been planning and saved. And this, this person actually took out a, a loan from the bank to start their operation. And it was virtually almost thrown off the rails by now having to pay the additional 25%. So versus 7.5% to over 32% tax that you pay at customs, you know, if you order, if you put 5,000 US dollars into that, 32% of $5,000 is a pretty big difference between, you know, 7.5. So from, from the side of money and planning, HS codes are very, very important to understand. And additionally with that, with the HS code comes requirements. Because the HS code will also tell you what it is, where does it fit within the big taxonomy of um, uh, of uh, of products of of importing. So I've heard um, uh, a variety of different people talk about uh, HTS or HS codes. Um, very you know, very interesting topic. Uh, one of the things that I, I've heard somebody over like just talk about was how they could manipulate the code. And so, uh, and I'm talking about not providing a code that is acceptable. Is that like, for example, a type of soap I have, I used to bring in natural soap. Um, the, H, uh, the HTS code uh, was quite high. And then I rechecked it and I found out I could bring it in as a Castile soap because it was all of olive oil based, which was zero. But mm -hmm. if it didn't have olive oil in it, you could be in trouble because like, and, and I really want to bring that out that do not uh, like make sure that when you have that code and if you want to play the game of trying to get it for less, which you can, as long as it fits the parameter, but if you don't, you are opening yourself up for a major, uh, what do we call it? Uh, saying it politely, uh, but let's just say uh, kick in the butt because the US government has put in a law that says that not only can they go back a year or not the, the shipment, but a lifetime. So if you're bringing in those products, they can go back and claim if you like, if you've been changing and manipulating those uh, to, for false codes, um, you might have a major penalty on your hand. And and a penalty is not only your your only issue there. Um, what I have heard now, again, when when I do anything, I'm the most pedantic uh, person when it comes to HS codes and and importing. Um, you know, a lot of my clients actually ask me, Dune, why are you so focused on ensuring, you know, why can't I use the HS code that I got from my supplier? Now, when, now we can speak about how, you know, the differences. So if you, 
let's say, falsify any, any documents or any documentation, numbers, anything like that, you might get away with it now. But mm -hmm. if audits are done, and let's say if you are caught, let's forget about the future, they go back and they look at everything and, and they find, but let's say that you falsify, you lie about it, right? You, that's a, if I'm correct with my terminology, that's a federal crime, if I'm correct, yeah. Yeah. or something like that. And that has great, 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 uh, you know, consequences for you. Uh, if you are an importer, you can be banned, right? That is just one of the things, you can be banned from importing. Um, you can be fined, really, really heavy fines. Uh, your products can, the money and the cost not only goes into your time, but let's say that now they either want to ship it back or they want to destroy it. Either way, you're going to be liable for those costs. So saying, going back to the whole thing of HS codes and ensuring, you know, that your, that your costs are known, you know, all of that put together can really, really put you back and kill your idea before you even got started. Yeah, and it, it it comes to interpretation too, because you could be bringing in like you were talking about the same HS code. People are looking at it, no problem, and then you have that one person that interprets it a different way and could cause a problem. I'll give you an example. This is so stupid. So I used to uh, uh, make grandfather clocks, and we used to bring in each individual piece. So the hammers. Um, the chimes, uh, the movements, uh, the the lead, the 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 um, uh, the holders, you know, for the chimes, uh, the chains, and we had this one idiot in Canada, uh, and so we brought this in all the time. It came in a box, and that was the parts for the clock. The guy decided that he was going to interpret it a different way and say that everything had to have a sticker on it. So before it would clear, there was 300 different parts. Who would buy a grandfather clock with 300 different parts with a sticker on it? It was ridiculous. So every little chime had to put a sticker on. Every brass piece had to put a sticker on. Every lid, every, every um, nut that you had to, had to have a sticker on it. It looked absolutely ridiculous. And this guy was just a jerk. And I had to go, I remember it was like 90 degrees into this warehouse and start stickering thousands and thousands and thousands of pieces. But that's why I'm saying this is it comes down to interpretation and just one idiot can cause you grief. So just make sure that, uh, you know, you're solid with, with whatever HS code or HTS code that you have. Totally. Totally. Uh, as I, as I, you know, um, you know, as as I as I, I usually use this horror story. You know, speaking of as you as you mentioned there, having to go. You said how many pieces was it? Three hundred pieces. Three hundred per clock. Wow. So okay. who, who would buy that? It, first of yeah. all, it looks ridiculous. No, that is that that I, I'm just I'm just trying to think of of the time, and then that eats into your own what I call valuable time. Yeah. Um, you know, you could have been doing something else. You could have been doing something else towards your operation. Uh, you know, that that is a cost. It's a cost that that you know that that comes out. So yeah, HS codes to all of your all of your esteemed viewers, know your HS code. Just know know your product better than your supplier. That's usually what I what I say in your manufacturer. Um, 
you know, because uh, I, speaking of, of horror stories, I actually had a client who was importing. I'm just trying to think what it was now. It was a while ago. It was one of my one of my my largest clients. He was importing. Um, what was it? It was not a soap. It was a it was a cosmetic. Right? Now, I'm not sure if, you know, sometimes, you know, I'm not going to go into the, the deepness of the cosmetics. I'm happy to answer any of your questions later. But, you know, when it comes to these things, cosmetics are a bit of a gray area. Right? Things like that. Can it be? Is it not? Very, very nuanced. Right? And that actually goes for, for anything. And my client decided to go under the, under the, HS, under the HTS code that the supplier gave and went against our advice. Now, when I do something, I don't just say, you know, just by myself, hey, this is the HS code. I send it, I physically double check because I'm not willing to, to make a mistake. I double check it with our customs um, advisors. And it turns out that when it arrived to customs, it was a complete opposite of what it should be. Oh. And unfortunately it was more than one container. I cannot say exactly how many, but it was a considerable amount and there were many digits of losses and pain and headache and all of that all because you know they went with an hs code with a lower uh you know they, they had a lower a lower tariff right for it. yeah so you've got to make sure that it makes sense so even if you take a look at it just look at the definition of your code and if it doesn't make sense it's not it's it, it, you know, you could be paying a lot more or a lot less. I, do you know Elena Saris? And uh, no, I don't. But... So <laughs> she's she's a friend of mine, and she's been on the podcast. And um, she was bringing in these um, uh, uh, pylons, just road pylons, and they were classified. And so this is why you have to check this out. But they were called. They were classified as flaming pyramids and yeah yeah and she, like there was no way that <laughs> hey there was a problem you can imagine flaming pyramids and i don't know why it got why they even said flaming pyramid it was a road pylon but uh yeah it just goes into translation that you know you yeah. gotta check these things or you could be paying a hefty price now with ai um is there a way that that has a role with uh, classification? You know, I would think if we are able to standardize everything down to a point, right? Yeah. Now, things are, are pretty standard and pretty set in stone. But as I mentioned, the nuances and the little differences, right? Um, just by changing... Now, okay, I will, I, will, I will say that, yes, AI can actually, can actually help because... Uh, a little little uh, background to this is that about a few days ago, I went to the supermarket here. And for the first time in my life, I used the self-checkout. Right, I'm a little bit of a, a Luddite when it comes to things like that. It's a little bit of a Neanderthal, if you could call it that. I prefer to go to the actual person. And, you know, usually when you use the, the, the checkout, you put your, your, your item on it, and then you, you punch in the code, or you say what it is. But... This time I took a red pepper, a red bell pepper, and I just put it on the scale in front of me. And all of a sudden a camera that is clearly inside the, the machine told me that it was a red bell pepper and it automatically scanned it. So 
it does exist. The technology does exist in the market and it will be great, right? For very, very quick, um, for very, very quick uh, uh, classifications of what it is. Yes, definitely. But if I can use the example of metal here, uh, products that are made out of metals, right? Depending on the concentration of the metal, the H's code might be different uh, versus right. I'm not entirely sure how long it'll take us to get that a camera will actually be able to sample, right? If it was able to sample something, um, then I think it would be absolutely perfect. But up until now, I don't think that the camera will know if something is bronze or lead just because yeah. you can paint over both of them. But yeah. there are definite applications in the future. Um, and even now, I would believe for just a very, very quick, uh, you know, just a quick uh, definition of what it is. So I found this out the other day. This is going down a different rabbit hole. But I found this out the other day, and I thought it was amazing with an iPhone. I wanted to, uh, I took a picture, and I, I was reading somewhere in my news feed that you can find out it can identify things. So sure enough, I took a picture of my dog, went in, and when I took the picture, I hit the I for information, and it said, oh, golden retriever. Then I was down here in North Carolina, and I wanted to, uh, uh, I don't know why, but of course. Murphy. <laughs> Murphy's Law. So uh, anyways, uh, I, we, I wanted to find out where some of these trees were. And I started taking pictures of leaves. And sure enough, I hit the eye and it comes up. I had no idea an iPhone, this isn't with any additional app. This is just on the iPhone. It can identify things. And uh, I, I thought that was brilliant. So I've been, I've been using it a lot. Um, anyway, it's something that we, uh, I've gone down a rabbit hole. It's at the bottom of the hour. We're a little bit past. And if you're a first time listener, um, we normally uh, will do a Wheel of Kelsey. What is a Wheel of Kelsey? It's at the end of the episode. We have a prize that we give away to a lucky listener. So to get uh, uh, to register, all you need to do is hashtag Wheel of Kelsey, uh, tag two people, you get a second entry. And today, I believe we have a prize. I think it's three months storage over at Unicargo. Is that correct? Um, I believe so. As far I, as I, I think so. Anyways, we'll I say that. So. I can, I can, I can check with um, um, Rafael and and. Oh, yeah. So oh, let's put it this way: it's three months. I've got that in the notes. Ah, but, great. Okay, we're gonna that the notes. But if it's not, I'll take care of the bill. Uh, so three months over at uh, Unicargo. I'll make sure that comes out of Kelsey's pay for putting false information on the document. <laughs> But hashtag Willa Kelsey, take two people, and you'll uh, get a second entry. So, Kels, can you just uh, – let's go to a, a, a sponsor, and then we'll come right back. This episode of Lunch with Norm is sponsored by VAA Philippines. Looking for a high-quality virtual assistant for your business? With the rigorous screening, intensive Amazon and Walmart training, and ongoing professional development – Get the peace of mind with skill and motivated virtual assistance for a long-term working relationship. Hire through VAA today, and now let's get back to the show.
Right. So just a couple of other questions, and then we'll get into some of the listener questions. But I want to talk about Hyperloops and drones and how this is going to change delivery in um, the next year or two. Okay. Very, very in interesting. Very. In fact, I think that this is my favorite question so far okay. um, about this. So Hyperloop, definitely, right? Uh, I do not, I, I do not think, think that I would be able to say that the Hyperloop would not change, change, you know, deliveries. Drones, amazing, we've been seeing. Actually, where I live in uh, Tel Aviv, I was walking down the street about a couple of months ago, and I heard a strange noise, a funny mechanical noise coming up the street now again i said i'm a little bit of a luddite when it comes to to certain things so i look around and i see this little white box on on uh, tracks on like uh, tank tracks yeah. just mozzying up up the street and i look at it and i think okay i've seen a driverless car before that's fine they drive around the city all the time and then I, I literally had to sit there and I literally sat and scratched my head to think what it was. So I went home and, you know, I was speaking with my, with my neighbor about it. And she told me that those are actually pilots, a pilot program for an automatic uh, bot or a droid or a robot to bring you your, your groceries, right, within, within the city. So once again, it is there. Um, I do believe that they that Amazon has been testing, if I'm correct, they've been testing a lot of uh, drone deliveries and things like that. I think it'll revolutionize uh, everything once again, because although that there is a sad part that it removes the human out of it, because I really, really enjoy meeting the UPS guy, right? Yeah. I don't know, I don't know about you, but when I see, you know, the UPS guy or the FedEx, the DHL guy, um, you know, um, so that is, you know, so that is is absolutely um, perfect. So, you know, I think that it'll definitely streamline because it'll remove the human and the time out of it. Because remember that I mentioned earlier that about timing, right? Yeah. And about consistency. A, a bot, a drone, uh, anything will be consistent, right? Because it is not a biological person. It doesn't have a family. It doesn't have to worry about the washing, you know, going over, leaving the stove on, the oven doesn't matter. The bot is going to do its function. Yeah, last time I checked, Walmart had uh, two stores, two super centers now that are delivering. And uh, they're, they probably spread it out to more. This was about six months ago I was reading about this. But uh, they have the super stores that they've taken out all the first cut and the McDonald's and uh, like everything that was in that first section when you walk in. And they make it into a mini fulfillment center. Thought that was awesome. The other thing, I was um, at a friend of mine. He's on the podcast quite frequently. I was over at his place, uh, Kevin King's. And what is it? He likes his little trinkets and toys. And all of a sudden, there's a robot. And he's got a robot now delivering drinks to people. So. <laughs> and it's from Amazon. So it's an Amazon robot. It's really cool. That that actually reminds me of my trip somewhere. I'm trying to remember where. I actually had a cocktail made by a robot. I'm just trying to remember where it was. Um, just like them making food and things like that. It, it's it's the exact same thing. It's right there. We're on the cusp of it. Yeah, it was probably Kevin King's robot. He was moonlighting. 
Okay. So let's talk about um, how do we, how does AI blockchain data analytics, uh, analytics, oh my God, I'm so tired. Uh, reshape supply chain and um, what challenges may arise? Okay. So um, firstly, something that, something that, um, something that, that, that definitely has changed is the blockchain. Right. A automatically, I can say that that is going to be security. Right. Um, if I can bring in security, now specifically in logistics, security and hiding your information, right, is also very, very, very important because you know everything is everything is uh, is recorded. Right, and anybody can get in, you know, into anywhere. So the blockchain will definitely improve probably the speed as well as the security um, for uh, for things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was blockchain and? Yeah, so what I was kind of interested in is AI, blockchain, and data analytics. Okay, great. Okay, so um, AI, when it, when it comes to this, will also help greatly, right? Because I already mentioned it removes, it, it doesn't really remove you, it almost supplements. AI, I believe, will never really replace, but it will supplement your skills, right? And and the current conditions. Uh, you know, as I said, you can use AI for anything, right? And once you get into AI, data analytics is practically included in it. Um, let's say that, uh, you know, for the data analytics, you want to see, you know, or even to forecast, what is it going to be like in the future, right? What can I expect in the future? So that can help you for planning as well. Mm -hmm. uh, if I'm going the right way, if I'm not, if, if I'm missing something, please, uh, you know, please go just for it. So, yeah, so AI, AI, and I, I believe that AI and data analytics will probably work, work together, right? Um, how I, or how some of my clients or, in fact, how I sometimes do something um, is that let's say that uh, my client asks me, um, "Do you what what are what are some of the requirements, or have there been any issues in the past with importing I don't know leather into the United States?" Right. So I will go and I'll look on the AI and I'll look there and I'll type in. But again. You have to be specific with AI, otherwise it'll give you, right. you know, a random, a random string of information that's not even useful. So what I would usually do is I would tell my client, go and look on AI and ask the AI, for example, in the last ten years, what have, you know, for example, uh, how have the requirements for the import of leather changed? Right? You could be specific, and that can help you there. So that's from the client side. Now, from the side of logistics and to increase it in, into tap into the warehousing as we were before also bring in data analytics is that you can see all of the information in front of you um, ai can can sometimes maybe say you know shipping from china to usa will be faster in may versus december because the water in the uh, panama canal might be higher because of monsoon season right now 
those are just little bits of data analytics that can, and, and, and again, that's such a broad, uh, you know, application. Uh, there are so many things that, 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 that you can use AI and data analytics for. It can also help you as a seller, right? Uh, just like you can go on and you can, uh, you know, you can look up imp import records of various products, right? Now, right. for the untrained eye, um, it's it's actually very very hard, um, you know, to to actually do that. It's hard for someone to look at it, and you know, if any of us have ever looked at an Excel spreadsheet, right? When you extract it out, you just get an Excel spreadsheet of numbers, right? AI can help you to a read it, potentially create a visual representation of the trends that you're looking at, and it could also just do it for you, therefore saving you all the time. But as with everything that I say, and I'm known I'm known for this with my clients, for also saying that there is a there is a drawback to that. Right? Is it? Yeah. The human mind needs to be involved in that. You as yourself have to be involved when you're navigating things, even in the future. You yourself also have to know what you're doing because you can ask AI a question and it'll give you a straight answer. Maybe you didn't ask the right question. Maybe you didn't uh, input the right data. Okay. So now uh, I think we got a few questions here. Kels, you want to start with those? Okay. Yes. Um, apologies. My internet up here is a, a little slow, but um, this is from Simon. Uh, can you talk about the mess in the Red Sea right now? This is going to have massive impacts on freight movements for months. Um, do you have any thoughts about it? Okay. Sorry. Can can you can you just uh, say that again? Okay. I just blocked blocked out for a moment there. Okay. I see the question. Um, okay, yep. can you mention about the mess in the Red Sea? This is going to have a massive effect. Okay, yes. There is no easy way of getting around this, right? One of the things, once again, going going back to my original point of consistency and timing, right? Now, I'm going to explain the the the, the impact of the movement of freight for months. Is a yes. There's no. There's no way to say no. It is not going to. If we remember the issue with the ever with a with the ever given, right? Um, that created backlogs going going months afterwards, a lot of losses and things like that. So, yes, it is going to have a massive impact in it. Prices are probably going to go up because for the first time in approximately 50 years, the only route to the west via the east is going to be uh, via the Cape of Good Hope. Right, which is adds an extra, if I remember correctly, I'm, I might be wrong today, about a two to three week potentially, you know, once again. Um, it, so, yes, it is going to impact the, the movement. Uh, but, of course, you know, with, with uh, logistics, we always find a way around it. There are always solutions. Okay. Uh, Simon just mentioned 15 days added. Okay, great. Yeah, fifteen days, approximately two weeks, let's say, um, uh, with that. So yeah, it will add. It will add time, and of course, with that time added, it adds cost, cost for the fuel, cost for just everything. So of course, the 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 price of shipments 
are expected to increase anyway because it's actually at a, a really interesting time right now. The new year is coming out yep. uh, very, very soon. So I would say that, you know, it is going to change. We're not entirely sure yet because shippers have not really posted their rates, uh, you know, for, for the upcoming year. But I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be too concerned. Um, you know, as I said, solutions are always found. Okay. Next question, Kels. All right. Next question uh, is, do most quotes from freight forwarders usually stay in the same range? Should you get multiple quotes? Okay. Now, sometimes, okay, let me, let me, let me, let me just explain it um, in the best way possible. So freight forwarders quotes are, are dictated, rates are dictated by different, let's call them stresses, right? Different things in the market. Um, so firstly, it is always great to get a range of quotes. In fact, I always tell, so please forgive me for bringing up my clients, but this is the, the only way that I'm able to explain it is that yep. I always tell my clients to go and get at least four, find at least four freight forwarders, four rates from anywhere. It can be from an online platform. It can be from a, a, a regular freight forwarder. It can be anywhere. Get all the quotes. Now, firstly, it's to also help you as well, because you are able to make an informed decision. Um, I always tell my clients, be as informed as possible, even if it's at a detriment to me and I lose a sale or I lose this, I would rather know that I was being honest about what I'm doing and they will get the best, of course, what is best for the client. So, so definitely get as many rates as possible, but no two freight forwarders will have the same price. It's it's just it's uh, it's it's just one of those things, uh, you know that that you that you cannot that you cannot get away from. And sometimes you get what you pay for. Aha! Thank you very very much, Norm. That is yeah. that 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 is probably one of the biggest lessons that I learned myself because I used to be involved in e-commerce myself. Um, I was involved in about 2013 with uh, Shopify back when Shopify first got started. And I learned the lesson of uh, good is not always cheap and cheap is not always good the hard way. So yes, just because something is cheap, it doesn't mean that it is the best. I mean, right. if you have another option, it's you and your luck. You are, you are, you are taking a, a risk. You go with what you decide, but sometimes the most expensive option might actually uh, work out to be quite bad for you. So that's why I said, get as many quotes as possible and research your freight forwarders like crazy. Yeah, it is so important. Um, okay, last question, Kels. Okay, last question is, uh, where are your 3PLs located? Okay, so we have, we have, um, we have warehouse locations literally across the world. In the United States, our most prevalent um, location is within the United States. We have warehouses on both the East and the West Coast, and also a few in the middle, right? All spread around the USA. So we have in the USA, we have in China, we have a warehouse in China, like, uh, for example, uh, you know, again, if you have any specific questions about uh, about what we can do, I'm sure you can direct it to Norm 
or reach out to us. I don't know how, however. So we have locations in the USA and China, Germany, um, Slovenia is one that we've uh, recently got. And India, we've recently, we recently closed one in India. So I would say to sum them all up, these are just a few. We have so many different locations. Um, our ecosystem is growing daily um, from, from what we can do. So I'd say India, USA, UK, Europe, general Europe, uh, one as far as Slovenia um, as well. And then, of course, if, our, if, our, if, if it is required, we can also reach out to our own partners. Um, in logistics, there, there is a, a lot of almost a feeling of family, right? And with us all being in the industry for quite some time, we have contacts all around. And if we cannot assist you, I can easily suggest, you know, some, someone else who can. Um, we oh, have no, no problem in assisting. Now, I just noticed a comment or a question from Simon. He was talking about, uh, if I win the wheel of Kelsey, does that include warehousing in Germany? I'm not sure about that. Um, I'm really, really I'm unsure. I'm, I'm terribly sorry, guys. I just appeared here at, at last minute. Right. Um, no, no problem. So we'll get back to you on that, Simon, if you win. All right. Okay. So I, I think that's it, Kels. Is that correct? No more questions? Yes, and, that's correct. All right. Okay. So uh, let me see. I'll do my ad read and then we'll go to the Wheel of Kelsey. So hold back, everybody. Live ad read. And this is from uh, Paul Raffleson over at Seller Basics, who I got to hang around with at the Kevin King, Chelsea uh, Cohen, and Amy Weiss party last weekend. Okay. Hey, Amazon sellers ever faced account suspensions, ASIN hookup, uh, hookups, hiccups, or IP headaches? Introducing Seller Basics, your Amazon accounts guardian. With just $99 uh, per month, Seller Basics offers a dedicated team to shield your business from these challenges. Plus, this membership offers free legal consultations from seasoned e-commerce attorneys. No long-term contracts cancel with just a month's notice. View Seller Basics as your account, Amazon Accounts Health Plan. Check out Seller Basics at sellerbasics.com. And here comes the disclaimer. Seller Basics isn't an insurer or law firm. Consultations come from independent uh, firms. Results may vary. And this is an important one. Membership required before events leading to claims. And last but not least, terms apply. All right, Kelly, so let's head over to the wheel. Anytime. It's time. You could just leave me hanging here awkwardly. Just anytime, Kels. Right, my Wi-Fi is not working right now. It's time for the All right, let's get to the wheel. Anytime. Oh, this is awkward. 
Is anybody else feeling awkward? My uh, computer is completely glitching out right now. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe we might have to do the wheel uh, and post it in the group. There, just this. Try one more time. Sorry, everyone. You want me to do a little song? All right, can you see it? No. Oh, it's coming on now. Okay. There we go. We're going to shuffle. Here we go. All right, Simon. Here we go. It just stuck right to Simon. It didn't even spin. All right. Well, oh, it loaded it. and it says drip. So, drip, you All are right. the winner. Congratulations. Congrats. Okay. Yeah, congrats. So sorry about the Wi-Fi. Uh, I think we've got everybody in the house on it. So um, hopefully we can improve it <laughs> on uh, on Friday. Okay, so I think that's it. Um, Dune, thank you so much for filling in. That was awesome. Uh, you're off the hook. And, uh, you know, you answered everything. So that was great. Um also, uh, contact information. How do people get a hold of you at Unicargo or Unicargo? Well, uh, if you would like, um, you can you can get in touch with them on the screen there, or I will give you my. Um, let me think. What is the best way to do it? Um, let me see if I wrote that right. Okay, you can you can get hold of me. Um, on that, if you would like to ask me a question directly, with the greatest of pleasure, you can. Okay. Um, and then, um, of course, if you would like to get a, a formal quote, um, you can you can log on to unicargo.com, um, uh, and you can go there, and you can also put through a a request on our uh, website. Um, so yeah, that is a uh, that is that is a way that you can do it, but. If you if you want you know if you have an urgent question or if you're stuck or something like that, please feel free ask out. I tell everyone everyone who comes to my desk, you ask me a question, I will answer you. Um, I, and although it says I, was, I see they seen a consultant, I am more than happy to help both large shippers, small shippers, first timers, unsure anyone who has a question. Feel absolutely free. Um, you know uh, you know just just um reach out. I'm more than happy. I'm located in Israel, but I'm also able to be available for you in your time zone, you know, if we can organize a, you know, a good enough head start. So I'm okay. able to help if needed. Want more great information? Don't forget to subscribe by clicking here. Also, if you want to check out our latest podcast, click over here.